And good morning, everyone. Welcome into All Things Russell from our studios here at Laker Country 104.9. Derek Aaron uh, filling in today for Jeff Hoover. Good morning, Derek. Good morning, Tony. You doing okay this morning? Doing well. Uh, August 12th. Boy, just moving right along. Almost at the middle of the month. Can you believe that? It's we just started August. Here we are nearly <laughs> in the middle of August. It's, it's a busy time of year. There's uh, no doubt about that. Oh, you've had uh, the open houses this week yep. uh, for our schools. The schools uh, will uh, ramp up and kids come back in on Wednesday. Uh, and that's what we're going to do uh, uh, part of the show on today is we have uh, Mr. Michael Ford with us. But uh, quickly, Derek, some things going on tonight. Yeah, some things happening uh, tonight. Uh, Tony, what, uh, what is going on tonight that you know about? What, what we got going well, on? Well, you said what, back, what, what's the, well, the back, back to school bash? Back, back to school bash. Yeah, yeah. That is coming up tonight at the uh, at the fairgrounds. We'll talk with uh, Mr. Ford about that. Uh, just a great event, and uh, I know COVID probably hampered that the last couple of years, uh, really. But uh, tonight, that is at the uh, the fairgrounds, and uh, we'll get uh, Superintendent Ford to talk about that and uh, all that goes into that. It's a big event; takes a lot of planning uh, and a lot of community support, community effort to gear together and get that going. Derek, one of the things we uh, we wanted to have the uh, tourism director on with us today, but she was unable to do so. She's getting ready for the uh, the state fair, but uh, it looks like our tourism numbers this year are going to be pretty good uh, for Russell County. Maybe we're making a full rebound uh, from from two years ago and uh, the start of this pandemic. But uh, a lot of people still coming to the lake. Yeah, a lot of people have been showing up to the lake. I think they're pleased with the the, the numbers that they've seen, kind of rebounding from COVID and what uh, the numbers have been, obviously, the last couple of years. Uh, but uh, we're going to have her on in the next few weeks to talk about that. I know she's got the state fair coming up. I think she'll be up there for 10, 11 yeah, days. 10 or 11 days. So uh, certainly she'll have some things to talk about once she gets back from there as well. But uh, good numbers on the lake so far this summer. That's a that's a tough job. You know, it sounds great. Oh, I get to go to the state fair. But uh, if you've been oh. up there any, any extended period of time, and I've been up there for – uh, you know, four days at a time, and man, I was ready to come home. You get tired of looking at that place, and she's going to be up there uh, the whole time. And this will be her first fair as a director of tourism for Russell County. So we want to yep. wish her uh, the very best. Uh, football a week from tonight, we're all excited about that. Uh, Thursday night, though, uh, we're going to have Meet the Lakers. And yep. we're going to be broadcasting uh, from uh, Finley Field uh, with that as we uh, introduce this year's team and, of course, uh, first-year head coach, uh, Lucas Ford. Yeah, it should be an exciting uh, exciting time for Laker football, uh, Meet the Laker event, kind of a new thing they've got going this year. They're going to have some uh, some vendors, I know, selling some Laker gear, going to have some food trucks and uh, obviously introduce the players and coaching and youth staff. League. We have a lot of not yeah. just not just the high school players. That's right, youth league uh, certainly going to play a big role in that as well. And uh, youth league numbers looking good this year. Oh yeah, and then Friday night season opener, uh, Adair County rolls in, and uh, Russell County hopes to uh, maybe avenge a, a little loss over there last year, forty-nine to seven, a season opener over there. And I, you know, all I remember, and of course doing doing the games uh, here on the radio. Uh, try to forget those losses, but uh, I remember just how hot it was over there and the sweltering heat. And doesn't look like we're going to have that. We're going to have a little cooling next week. It might be, it might feel really like fall in football. That's right. And it, you know, you got a Dare County coming in. There's no that's going to be hot enough yeah, anyway. It, it is. You know, rival to start the season off. Uh, looking for revenge. New coach. Yeah. You of course you've got it here at home. So everything. Uh, 
hopefully trending the Lakers' way in that one and uh, get some revenge on those Indians. Derek, you and I have had some hot season openers. We've <laughs> yeah. been to some places. I remember – where was the hottest, do you think, that you and I – because we've done games over the years. I know LaRue County we had a pretty – LaRue County pretty was hot. super hot. Yeah, it was hot up there. Because concrete. it was a concrete press box right. that had absolutely <laughs> no air in it. No. And we had to beg for a fan. The sun it, was uh, right at us. The sun coming down straight in your face. It was it was ninety some degrees in there, and you're just pouring the sweat. And I remember before Campbellsville mm-hmm. uh, High School, but before they re revamped their program yeah. and their facilities, remember how hot that one it was? was? It sure was. They so you get in those press boxes, and if they don't have any ventilation or anything, it uh, the the opening game or two can be really you talking about uh, need to bring the the Gatorade. We needed to time out a time or two. We just did. To, yep. But uh, we're going to be at home on Friday night hosting Adair County. And, of course, uh, we're excited uh, about this season. Going to bring it all to you right here. Josh Branscombe, myself, and uh, Derek going to be on the sidelines. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, you know, you, it, different perspective down there on the sidelines and, and the things you hear. And uh, you know, you're really into it a lot. It used to be down there a lot taking photos, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in seasons gone by. And, you know, you, you really see – you know what it all is about of course if you play you know uh, but then when you're down there and you've got a different viewpoint of a different aspect of it uh, you know it really brings a whole new aspect to the game uh, that you're watching Derek's been a few years since you played what years did you play at Russell County High School 99 through 02. 99 through 02. Rodney Johnson was your head coach. He was. Uh, you all had some good teams, some strong teams back then. We did. My sophomore year, uh, first playoff win in school history, defeated Washington County mm-hmm. uh, before, unfortunately, falling to Green County the following week. Who had one of their best years. They did. They did. Was that by a field goal? Or what was no? Or was that with the uh, – I remember It was a close game. It was a close game. Um, but, yeah, heartbreaking – and it was cold that night, I think the Green County game over there. It was very, very cold. So that, that's when you start in the start in the you know, dead of summer, hot as can be. Sometimes you finish when, you know, everybody's bundled up. Yeah, maybe occasionally playing in the snow. Yeah. Well, our guest this morning is no stranger to all things Russell, uh, Michael Ford, superintendent of schools uh, here in Russell County. Uh, Mr. Superintendent, good morning. Uh, good morning. You're all talking about football, and I'm texting about football, specifically about some turf issues and all that good stuff. So, uh, Well, let's lead off with that. Then. Well, let's lead so off the, with that. Uh, That's right. Big upgrade to uh, facilities. Yeah. And uh, it's not just football. It's, no, it's, 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 it's massive. Abroad. And actually, we had um, – let me tell you who's in the room with me yesterday morning, uh, Tony. We had our civil engineers. We had Branscombe's uh, construction represented. We had uh, Stephen Torbeck with the Mott's group that do, that's doing our turf. Um, we had um, uh, Mr. Coach Rectoro, Coach Ford, Mr. Carpenter as our AD, uh, Mr. Betts and Miss Newby as our soccer coaches, Mr. Irvin with band, uh, Mr. Bowling with track, Mr. Kinder with tennis, and um, mm. we huddled around the table and um, we had our renderings up on the on the wall and we were just looking at color concepts, making one last time, um, um, the dimensions, the striping for soccer and doing all that because as you can imagine with production um i'm going to need to get a purchase order to the monster group real quick to start that to get that in line um uh, to start that turf uh, being manufactured and on the way so doing some last um, minute com- com- communication back and forth uh, this morning um there's a lot of moving parts with all that as there is in, with any construction project but really appreciate um 
coach's time and um, Mr. Carpenter's time and everybody just getting ready uh, to huddle to give it one last um, view. You're all talking about them press boxes and hot. I think you'll be pretty pleased next year. Well, we, we're going to – Josh yes. Branscombe and I have already uh -huh. talked. We want a little input on that. Yeah, it's <laughs> – it's um, you've got um, walkways. You've got um, um, good air conditioning. Um, um, I can show you a rendering here after um, – um, when we get off, but um, um, it should be should be good. Should be very good. <laughs> Sounds great. You know, I've been in a lot of press boxes. Derek has too. I, I was in a press box one time where you had to climb a ladder straight up. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. Okay. Shake when the mm -hmm. if the wind blew. It was and that really. Of course, Toadon Enterprises, known throughout this region um, uh, for uh, bleacher stadiums and everything like that. Um, we'll be um, doing the press box as well as part of the bleacher package. And actually, that's one thing that um, I had to send them that purchase order back in July because of production. Because mm -hmm. we want that in the queue to make certain this time next year, you know, everything goes well. We'll be out there on the new, for, the, for the new field. So that's already... Um, to, to get it in the queue, that purchase order's been sent to them to, to go. So there's there's been a lot of moving parts. Tell uh, us about the turf. Uh, I know we're going to get uh, state-of-the-art uh, turf, uh, and we're going to get uh, – it's going to be as good as they come anywhere. Um, I know I know folks can't see it, but I'll bring up a rendering for you all right here, and um, you're you're going to be very impressed. One thing, just you know, the the input of the coaches uh, was sitting there yesterday, and I think Mr. Carpenter brought it up. Said that lettering on the um, on the field there, I think it may look better if it was white and with the red outline. And and Stephen said, no problem. Let me, you know, let me work that up for you all, and I will um, I'll get that back. And he did that. Um, but it's out. It's outstanding. Sorry, here let me pull it out. How all of that pulls together, and um, so the new football uh, field, new bleachers, all of that. We should be hopefully uh, uh, a year from today talking about the uh, the first game there. Yes. Yep. Uh, you know that's the absolute plan. Um, a lot of work to go in the next year. Uh, that's right. right. But yeah. but but that's one reason trees are coming down now yeah. on the back part of the field just to get ready for that excavating. So Oh, that looks great. Yeah. Um, you can describe that. It's got the strap look uh, mm -hmm. back and forth with it on the end zones. You can see the yellow defined with by the, right. by the soccer. And so, you know, like you said, Tony, it's a lot bigger than just turf on a football field. Um, this is impacting soccer. We have uh, some tentative plans for the um, uh, tennis uh, track and field all the events will be there um, taken care of um, really excited um, the band can can now host a, a competition here in Russell County which brings in thousands of people uh, I mean that would be such a day of, of economic boost for the for the county uh, to be able to host those types of things but there's a lot of moving parts to make sure even for placement of gates right uh, of how we're going to get traffic in and out. So all those things, uh, you know, they happen behind the scenes and we make those work, but we're really, really excited uh, and appreciate um, our Board of Education support of that and um, appreciate this community for, for making that work. It's and be, you obviously have to get these, uh, you know, get the orders in because yeah. of kind of a backlog in the supply chain yeah. or, or has been. Is that is that starting to resolve itself? Well, that is one reason, uh, Derek, that's a great point. That's one reason um, – uh, over a year before we'll have fans sitting in that stadium that the purchase order for the bleachers had to be turned in right. uh, to get that order in queue and get that in, in production. And that same company will be taking some of the existing football bleachers, uh, totally renovating. He said, I'll be able to set them side by side to the new ones, and they'll be used 
um, bring them up to code because mm-hmm. once you mess with something, if it's not up to code, um, like back plates and things like that, um, we'll be using them on the visitor side and also um, um, refurbishing and do some to make some more um, bleachers for the baseball field as well. So we're really excited about that and getting to save some dollars and um, and use them. But Toadbine's great to work with. Chris Toadbine's our main point of contact, and it's it, they're great to work with. It's 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 exciting, and it's it's been exciting to see trees coming down. But when we get a few bulldozers and stuff back there, it'll be really exciting. Yeah. Oh yeah, you got you got some dirt to move back That's too, right. right? Yeah. Oh oh, it's going to change a lot. It, just yeah. conceptually, it's going to change a lot back there because um, we need fill. Um, you know, it's it's uh, one. You know, you look across your yard and think, well, that doesn't take much to fill that hole in. When you start doing some things we need to do and and track and the elevations and you know to account for the tennis and and work on some drainage issues that's out there um it's going to change drastically um that that scope out through there um now for people that are not familiar with this uh, just tell them where the new football field is okay so uh, the baseball field of course it's going to get turf too and it's going to be where it's at um but even for there there's going to be retaining wall and you're not just going to just walk up to and just any entrance to the to the bleachers you're going to have more of a little bit more of a stadium feel because of what we need to do with the elevation and so there'll be a retaining wall through there and you, and you'll kind of go in some designated areas to kind of get into baseball and then on the um where the existing track is now that we've not been able to do anything with for years um is where the general proximity of where it's going to be at it will be rotated some and and stretched out there at that area but that general area back to the right of the behind the baseball field where the existing track is where it's it's going to be okay Um, we're kind of tennis courts um if i'm at the new football stadium in the back to the where the ten, where the baseball field's at now, kind of to the right and to the bottom, kind of lower to where they're at now, and have a complex through there. Mm-hmm. Right. How's this yeah. going to impact the layout or, or the, the way the bus garage is there? Is that going to be impacted in any Long way? term, uh, we all want that bus garage moved to some other location, um, but that doesn't really impact that, that right okay. now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But at some point, that's a long range plan, even on our district facility plan that we talked about. Yeah. Um, it needs to be moved. It adds to a lot of congestion here at middle school and high school just because of buses. Um, <coughs> But um, that ideally, at some point, you know, needs to be moved um, to a different location. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Um, yeah. Real quickly, Lakers will be scrimmaging at uh, Campbellsville tonight at six o'clock yep. Central Time. Anybody right. want to go over and watch, uh, get a little preview of the team? Uh, that'll be at six o'clock. So yeah, I had a scrimmage with Metcalf County last week, I believe, and mm-hmm. final tune-up against uh, opposition uh, other than themselves uh, tonight. And then the real thing gets going next week uh, here against Adair County. So. Uh, looking forward to that. We have uh, the first four of the first five games we get to host here at home. I think that's correct, if I remember that that's correctly. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're top heavy at home, and then yeah. we're, we're hitting we're the road. Away. The, yeah, yeah, the last five, uh, four are away. It was yeah. opposite last year. Yeah. Uh, you know, four of the first five right. games are at Laker Field, and yep. uh, four of the last five games are, are, away. are on the road. It may help the quality west. of the current field, though, the status of it. You know, they're late in the year. You it's a little tough. It gets a little tough, a little muddy at times. So yeah. Especially with everybody. help that. So. Oh, youth League and all those the, right. those young kids are out there, so it's going to be uh, going to be something. Let's let's change gears and talk about the starting of school. Is that is that is that getting ready to happen? I believe it is. Yeah, I believe it is, too, and we're looking forward to it. Wednesday, the first day. Wednesday, the first day. Open houses are—they uh, were great. 
I mean, mm -hmm. just a shout out to faculty, staff, administration. Um, schools look great. Um, we're really poised. Actually, we're staffed now, Tony, the best like for custodians than we have been in years because we've had vacancy upon vacancy of, um, of custodians these past few years. People just, retiring? Uh, retiring, uh, just, you know, move, another job, whatever. Um, but um, this year we're starting with a with – a, actually maybe even one extra as – kind of to sub but better than we've been for years and they have um they've really shown out this summer um, how are you with bus drivers and cooks and things like that yeah um that's been a problem we, for a lot of school districts it, it has and we've been blessed in russell county you know we have maybe just on isolation we've had to do a, a double route and when i say double route bus takes a, a one group of kids home and we don't have a bus driver for that for a route and so the other kids you know they have to wait in the gym or something and they get that route done that's happened in isolation but we have a lot of good you know mr wolford our transportation director he's behind the wheel all the time we've got um a, a lot of um, other employees that that will drive for us um mr anderson coach rex wrote um, all those people jump in for us and we've got some other people that fill in but we we've been blessed we've not been like these um, some of these other districts that's just dire straits and multiple we're begging routes. for begging yeah. for multiple, help. multiple routes really but we're get, having said that we're getting ready to start another class just really really soon so if anyone's listening and is, and is interested in being a bus driver go to our district website on the employment tab and um they can apply there and um application does not guarantee a spot in the class but it's certainly the uh, the first step and that's the that's the same place to go russell.kyschools.us uh, click on the employment tab and it will take you right to um where you can apply, um, and we're taking substitutes, Tony, all the time, substitute teachers and um, substitute custodians and cooks. And probably the area that we really need the most as far as substitutes right now is actually food service. Um, we're, we're fully staffed, um, but it just takes, you know, a couple of people being sick, and, and, it's, and it's, it's really hard. So um, if anybody wants, can help us out and apply to those, and oftentimes that's how, um, you know, you work into a full-time employment is, is with those positions. But as far well, I've got a couple of instructional assistant uh, positions left open, um, and we've got all of our teachers are hired, and, um, and we're, we're ready to start school. Yeah, yeah. Michael, are there any changes, uh, any big changes to maybe policy or the way you're going to do things? Uh... Yeah, one of the biggest things, and it's, it is in our procedure that was approved, and it came through the um, 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 one of our safe school audits where the um, school security marshal teams, they come around to our, to our schools. Is school our, security marshals? That's that we have a state school security marshal that's over all of the compliance okay. officers, and we're assigned a compliance officer. And um, even myself and, and Mr. Jackie Greider, when they're going to show up on campus, we don't know that. They don't call and say, hey, Michael Ford, get your doors locked. I'm coming. No, nope. Just going to make sure. They show up, and right. then we get a report afterwards, um, which is good. It needs to be that way, and we, we have no problems with that. But one thing they did recommend – um, was that we address the afternoon um, dismissal and the number of cars that are on our campus hour to hour and a half before school dismissal time. So um, you are not allowed for pickup to be on our, our campuses until 15 minutes before student dismissal time. So Russell County Middle School and High School, they dismiss at 2.30. You will not be sitting in the parking lot at the ANC or wherever 
at 2 o'clock or 1.45 waiting for your child to, to be out. 2.15 is when you can enter. Um, you know, Russell Springs dismisses at, at 2.42, so back that up. What's at 2.27 is when you can enter. And what I'm really asking parents and guardians, because it, it's going to be bad if, if, if it doesn't, um, Please don't line up in the on 127 on the turn lane. You know we can't have that. Can't it, that. It's going to be such congestion. It's uh, bad enough the way it, it is. It's bad enough as it is. And and I really encourage parents this: if you wait until the buses leave, it's a revolving door. I mean, you can just fly right through there and fly right out. Um, but uh, you know, we 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 will no longer entertain. Uh, parents and guardians um, on our campuses. Um, it's for, not safe. It, it is not safe. That's what they said. They, they said, this is what they said. They said, okay, so you, you try to secure your campuses all year long. We have a guard shack here. Yep. But let me get this straight. Hour, hour and a half, you let cars line up on your campuses? Who, who's monitoring that? And, and they're right. Uh, they're right. So we just ask people to cooperate with us on that and, um, and work with us. And please... Um, um, think about that congestion that multiple cars can add um, to the to the road. So, so you don't have a lot of extra manpower, but those first few days, is there going to be anybody out there? Yes, just, there there okay. will be, and um, and we we're blessed. Um, you know, even before the the law went into effect, to to do your best to have an SRO assigned to every school before the start of the school year this year. Um, there was no funding attached to that, but they um, they did that. We're blessed in Russell County with their uh, city of Jamestown, city of Russell Springs, and the physical court and our sheriff's office. We already have that taken care of. You know, we've got an officer. We've got some additional officers this year, uh, changed some out with um, with the sheriff's department, but we already have that, and they'll be instrumental in helping with that with that too. And just high school admin and central office, and we'll all. You're exactly right, Derek. Um, um, every it'll take everybody pitching in, yeah. and um, but you, you know, I understand there's going to be people upset. I mean, there, there will be, and um, and we're we're prepared for that. And um, we've had that same conversation at our um, safe schools meeting with first responders, and actually all of our principals and assistant principals, myself, Mrs. Dameron, and Mr. Jackie Grider, are meeting with uh, Sheriff Poston and Chief Pierce and Chief Kearns uh, Monday morning, um, just to kind of review some, just review some more things and make sure we're on the page regarding safe safe school issues. So you have a you have a school resource officer, which is law enforcement. Yep. You have one in each school. We're there blessed. There will be one there at each school. We are blessed. Yeah. Yep. We have Corey Meyer uh, through the sheriff's office is at Salem Elementary School. Mr. Nathan Bradshaw, um, Officer Bradshaw, will be at Russell Springs Elementary School. Uh, Jamie Rogers um, is at Jamestown Elementary School. And uh, Troy Young is at um, Russell County Middle School. And uh, Cleet McInich is at um, Russell County High School. We're blessed, and and you know how that happens. Um, that happens with the cooperation again of our physical court, the city of Jamestown, city of Russell Springs, and our sheriff's office. It's it's just phenomenal. I cannot thank those entities enough. And it's uh, I tell you, it's not that way everywhere. Mm-hmm. It is not that way everywhere. But we are blessed, and I appreciate that investment in our in our um, faculty, staff, and students' um, safety. I mean, yeah, Russell County about. kind of ahead of the curve there with you know, some, Absolutely. some state mandates has come down yes. uh, requiring that. Yep. And, yep. You know, and you, you can just scramble to figure that out. Yeah, there's just a lot of things. Um, of course, I'm in and out of the office right there and, and, and just I'm passing by the schools a lot. But, you know, it's not uncommon for me to, you know, get ready to get in the vehicle and go to Salem or something. And there's Mr. Rogers, um, Officer Rogers at Jamestown walking the campus and I'll see him check the doors and all those things like that. And that's pivotal. Um, just those things like that. And just the awareness. Mm-hmm. It's good. While we're it's on good. school security, uh, I know there's been some discussion at Russell Springs uh, about uh, 
some I guess additions or, or that's security that vegetable. It's it's all approved and it's in the queue. It's just yeah. one of those um, uh, getting the shipping and getting the the stuff in. But that will be a security vegetable there at Russell Springs. So hopefully, I mean, I know it will happen yeah. um, this semester. I was hoping it would get done this summer because it's it's all funded and, and approved. But um, we do have a buzzer on that door, but that's the only school that does not have that second set of doors, right. Derek. Right. And so it will. Um, you don't really think about that school being that old, but I guess at this point, it know, would never be designed that way now. Right. But right. It, it opened up in the um, 2001, 2000, right. 2001 school year. So um, school safety, of course, was important then too. But you go into Russell Springs, um, and then the office sets such a proximity away. And that was our first school several years ago that we actually put a buzzer on the door yeah. just because of the proximity. Of course, all of our doors, uh, all of our schools have um, buzzers. And another thing, and again, just tightening up. Um, um, you know, we know Tony Kerr and Derek Aaron, but um, when you all come into school, um, you all will be asked, um, what's your purpose of your visit? And um, all of our front office staff went to what's referred to as gatekeeper training um, this summer. And many of them had been to it before, but we've got a few um, uh, additional. And part of that gatekeeper training is um, the few seconds you ask someone, well, you know, what's your purpose of your visit before they let you buzz in, right? You can fill them out real quickly and and see if you know they're agitated or something like that. And Jackie Grider's always said um, seconds count, mm-hmm. big time. And so um, that's no offense, um, um, but all visitors are um, are, are going to be asked asked those questions. Um, it just it just part of it. It's not to be. You know, I've been asked those questions being up yep. there and have no problem. Yep. No, no, I'll no, even no. show them an ID if they need it. Yep. We You're dealing with the, the safety of children. I don't think there's any links that. Uh, <laughs> Jackie Grider no. always says safety trumps convenience. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. What about uh, your uh, teachers all teaching positions filled? You got everybody you need? They are. We have um, off the top of my head, I think we've only had to have one that was actually um, emergency certified um, but they're, they won't be emergency certified very long because the, um, they were coming from out of state and, and getting some certification issues fixed. But yeah, all the um, all of the positions are um, are filled, and a lot of um, a lot of them now are, are the op, what we call the option six route. And um, I can talk about that if you want to. But what is a, option six? Option six is um, I have an undergraduate degree, four year degree. It could be in really in anything. Okay. And that kind of opens the door. That's the first requirement in, in option six. And then the second part of that is I have been accepted into the program that I'm going to teach. So let's say that I have um, a communication degree, a four-year communication. I've graduated degree, but I want to teach um, middle school English, which would good. It would marry up well with uh, with a communication degree. Then I have applied to a university or college and been accepted into the option, what's referred to as the option six program. And, um, and then you get a letter from that university that said, if offered employment, um, this person will be given this temporary provisional certificate and, um, and, and they'll be good to go. Now with that, you're assigned a mentor and, and a lot of things along the way with it. And you have to complete a master's program. It's a, it's a master's of teaching. Um, alternate route program and you have to um, do some you know obviously like I said a mentor and and complete classes and you have to finish up that degree and if you were to quit it then you lose that that magic letter is what we referred to but um, we're to the point now 
um, absolute teacher shortage in 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 every area, and we're to the point now where I've you know I've seen people out at stores or whatever. I've called people and said, "Hey, I know you went to college. What is it? Have you thought about being a teacher?" And we're reaching out to um, institutions. We've always done that too of, of higher ed, and and I know like Mrs. Tarter has said this year, and Mr. Ackerman, they've they've talked about former students that they can kind of think of that may have a a, a bachelor's degree but would be interested in going back to school. So it is, um, the, the teacher shortage is, is real. It is absolutely real. It is not something that you just hear about on the news or, or read an article in the newspaper. It is real. Um, I hope some things though, um, will, will change. We are starting, um, which would be a, a good thing for you all to maybe talk about sometime, um, is, uh, the high school is starting a teacher pathway. And we have a number of kids. Miss Devin Godby and Miss Pam Wilson's going to be the the teachers in charge of that. And we have partnered with Lindsey Wilson College, but we will have kids or students graduating from the high school that already have several college hours towards a teacher degree. And it's called Educators Rising. It's part of a national organization. It's part of a state organization, um, but a lot of enthusiasm. That's another. It's a it's a certified state career career and technical pathway um, for teacher prep. And, and we hope that helps energize. And we're really excited about that, to have that um, in, in the district and at our high school. And I appreciate those folks making that work. Appreciate Lindsey Wilson College uh, partnering with us for that. Sounds like a good that, program. That yeah. starts new uh, on Wednesday. And I told the teachers the other day, I said, I probably can't make it to both classes because we've got two classes this fall. Um, but I want to be in there and tell those students how much we appreciate this, how excited we are. How many hours can they pick up? Well, yeah. it really kind of depends upon their schedule. Um, some of those intro classes are not um, – um, they're not they're just general ed classes they're not dual credit um and we're new to it so you know but you could you could probably get six nine twelve hours real easily on not just general electives it, it is actually the course transfer classes for the teacher prep program mm -hmm. yeah so it's 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 really cool and they'll get to go and do competitions they'll um you know be doing observation hours at our at our schools of whatever area they want to go into and and Miss Pam Wilson and Miss Devin uh, Gobby have just taken that by the by the horns. And Mrs. Tarter's very excited. Miss Rita Vols is over the CTE programs, and um, they went to the national conference for training this summer. But really, really excited about that um, about that pathway. Michael, let's talk about uh, the pandemic. Yes, sir. I know that we've we're tired of it. Yep. we're just beat down over it. Uh, <laughs> You know, I was just sitting here thinking, man, uh, two years ago, though, we're we're a lot better off than we were two years ago. Absolutely. We were in here, and, uh, and Mr. Jonathan died. I was just wearing him out, and he was so fabulous. But I know a couple of times, Mr. Hoover and you and Jonathan died and I uh, right. would join uh, all things Russell uh, because he, the health department was so pivotal with this. Um, so, obviously, just like flu season or any other season, um, we want to be precautious. You know, we, you just can't throw it all to the wind. Um, but this will this will obviously be the most normal school year we've had in two years, mm -hmm. uh, unless something just totally blows up. No mask mandates. Oh, absolutely not. There's no mask mandates. Masks are absolutely optional. If a family or a student um, or an employee, uh, whomever, visitors, whatever, that's no issue. Uh, and um, um, that's that's absolutely fine. And um, no issue with that to wear a mask if, if they choose, but there's no uh, mask mandate. One other thing that's in the past and um, that's gone that was really, really prevalent is 
that whole idea of um, quarantining large numbers um, that's that's out the window you know right now um, and part of that and even the CDC says a lot of um, either through vaccination or we've had it or whatever there's been such exposure we may still get it but you the critical illness is not attached to it so we're starting to see maybe that herd immunity that yeah talking I think about, so maybe? yeah I think so but so you know in the past um, we, uh, with all the contact tracing you know if if Derek and I were in class together and and, and you two Tony and you had it and then Derek and I sat close with you we're, we're going home you know now we're quarantined if we've not been vaccinated or whatever um and that's not the that's not the case that's not to say i will preface that that's not to say that you know if we have a large number of students that something's happened in the classroom or at some time a, a big break you know we'll have we may have to step back and look at some things if we have a large outbreak but just those normal things um, uh, there will be no that none of that mass quarantining and, and things like that. You don't so, even have to wear the mask on the school bus. No, no, right? They, they, they ended that, was that CDC thing. Too. That's right. So. They rescinded that. Even when we didn't have them in our schools through the CDC order, and we were under that through Federal Motor Carrier, we were still obligated to at that point. But that's gone now as well. Yes, right. sir. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mask. I know with the instructors over at the. Uh, the technology that's, the that's been that, lifted, that's as well. lifted as well. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So there's, they there's were the state employees. And that's the right. And they, they had masks long after we did uh, right. because they were under that executive order and because they're, they're state employees. Um, again, a lot of people don't realize that they're, um, the, the folks there are not employees of Russell County schools at the Lake Kremlin regional college and workforce center, but we've always had such a good, um, relationship with them. Um, we all feel like we're one of the same and we, and we work like we're one of the same. Um, it's our, the school district's building, but the actual employees are employees of the state. Yeah. That's working out well, isn't it? That's, Absolutely uh, fabulous. Last night at open house and I walked down there to see those teachers and principal Roy and, um, I heard so many parents say that, um, that this is phenomenal. You know, I've not been here yet. Uh, I've not been in here. And it just kind of steps back. Um, um, it's, it's, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. And then Somerset Community College is utilizing it uh, in the evening. And um, that ambulance had set out there for all that time. We got a lot of questions about that. But that's part of the nighttime EMT class through yeah. Somerset Community <laughs> College. And, you know, when we initially worked on that grant and got that grant, um, we said we wanted it to be bigger than Russell County Schools. We wanted not we wanted it full of adults in the evening and things like that. And so we hope that continues to to grow. Yeah, that's not just a high school thing. No, that's that not just a high school. No, and, no. and Regina at the um, 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 Somerset campus uh, for for the Russell Center, the director there, she's great to work with too. And and we're always searching for additional classes to offer. Have you seen an increase in the number of students that are taking vocational? Uh, classes they're, they're maxed with that. they're maxed yeah out. they're maxed out yeah almost every class is maxed out if if not every class is yeah wow. but they're they're a good they're a they're a wonderful draw for students they're a wonderful draw for students but you think sure. having it connected to the building makes such a big Absolutely. difference that a hiking Absolutely. over to the yeah. old uh you know, well, yeah. since 1988, you've been walking from the high school. Yeah. You've walked even, a pretty good way. Even when we um, would take a bus, uh, since I've been superintendent, we even took a bus. Um, but it, that still don't mean the same. And when you can, you can just walk down the hallway. And the architects did a great job of connecting the two buildings, right? I mean, oh, yeah. Did an excellent job. Seamless and, transition. And one, yeah, that's a great way to say it, Derek. You just marry into one to the other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and hats off to Principal Roy and her staff. They, they, they do a great job. But we're really, really blessed um, for that. Yeah. Well, while we're talking about uh, that let's talk quickly about uh, the the new middle school. Yep. Where's yep. Uh, oh, that's give us, great. Give us I, timeline I've got that on, on that. My, oh, that's I've got that on my notes. So tonight, um, 
we have um, another local planning committee and it's it's governed by regulation and we've not met for actually since last summer but we we've met because every four years you have to review your district facility plan and so um, we're in the process of doing that now and we had several meetings last year and then it we you have a draft district facility plan it has to go to the kentucky department of education for a review it comes back to the local planning committee and i'm a member of that committee but by statute and member and mr ackerman is uh, is our chair of that we have community members and lots of folks are involved um and that will be the hot ticket item um, for our um, district facility plan so on our current district facility plan the middle school is listed as what's referred to as a permanent structure so you know initially we talked about renovating the middle school but then once we got some estimates and got into it we realized really cost efficiency it would be much better um to, to build onto the ANC and have our, our new school. So, so it's going to be cheaper to build new than it was to repair. Well, they look at, they look at like an 80% threshold. Okay. If you're putting that into an old existing facility. A building facility, that's over 70 years old now. That's correct. With wood trusses okay. in a basement that has so many issues and small classrooms, mm -hmm. KDE says, what are you doing? Uh, you know, with, with that cost efficiency uh, for that and just the energy efficiency of, of that school, you know, we still have um, window units in most every there yeah. uh, of, that, of that. Does the middle school use the most electricity? I know you keep it. You have to keep up with that. Is it, it's probably the least um, efficient. Uh, the auditorium runs high because of the, the, the pool. Right. One thing and say, but, but uh, middle school has a, has um, a lot of uh, efficiency issues and no fault of, of faculty or staff. It's just the fact of the building. Right. It's just a fact of the building. So, um, so one thing in our new DFP that the the local planning committee tonight that starts at five o'clock is a forum, and the five fifteen um, is the is the um, actual meeting um, will be the or they'll be voting DFP uh, for approval. DFP district facility plan. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, DFP yep. district, yep. district facility plan, plan. and that's okay. what governs everything you can do. So if it's not listed on on the district facility plan, for instance, this track that we're doing the football field and all that, on our existing DFP, that's listed as what's a, a category five discretionary spending because you could never spend restricted funds on that until the legislature passed House Bill 678 that opened that up, and we had to pass a resolution that said we would spend restri restricted funds on that. Um, and that's how we were able to do that. So the D the district facility plan um, will be, I'm certain, will be moving the middle school from what's referred to as a permanent structure to a transitional structure. And once that's approved, then it opens the door uh, to build a new facility. But there's a lot of moving, moving parts still with that. After the LPC approves it tonight, it goes to the local board. Uh, for approval on Monday's meeting. Um, it goes back to the state. There's another public forum that has to be held in, in the district, and then it, it will finally get ultimate approval from the commissioner instead of going to the state board. That's another project that's changed. So that will be the big ticket item on our district facility plan. So just as a reminder, our plan is to build onto the auditorium and auditorium complex and put a, a, a two-story structure, which will marry really well with that campus. The uh, ANC has a lot of height to it. And uh, eighth grade on top, seventh grade on the bottom, new gym. You, you can see that ANC a long way yes, off. Yes, sir. Yes, yes. When you get off that parkway and yeah. look that way, you can see yeah. that roof. So That's we think um, that two-story structure, with because of that height, will, right. will, will be very well for that. And also, um, uh, the footprint's smaller, and it, it's cost-efficient to, um, to do that as well. And actually, um, the eighth grade, like if Mr. Ackerman's going to have an assembly, they can dismiss to the gym from the upstairs 
because there'll be entrance into the gym. So eighth right. grade doesn't have to come down and do that. And then seventh grade could go in there and the sixth grade come in there. But it'll be, it will be attached unless something changes. Um, you know, the, our tentative plan is to attach that to the auditorium. So the complex. new middle school will be built in front of the current middle school. It will connect to the ANC. That's correct. And then you will raise the the old that's right we will we'll need to raise all of that and that's what's going to be in the interim our football field and everything's going to be we're going to be playing on that new field back there before that's all happened so parking will still be a mess <laughs> until until the old school is down because you can imagine what's going to happen back here on campus once the old school's down all those block buildings are down that's going to that's where we're actually going to load and unload students probably in the in uh, back there too with students but that will open up a lot of parking and be very nice yeah, once, once the new school gone. now what's the time frame on the new middle school well the the has to be approved first what's the price uh, for tag this on? process um several millions of dollars for a new school um and again we've not done that with bid or anything like that and so our bonding capacity um we that's one thing we have to be really really careful here with and and we've talked about that as as on, on the board meetings um the balancing the athletic fields with our bonding capacity versus um uh, needing the bonding capacity for the new middle school so we're right there on that line that um we need actually and the and the delay may actually help us a little bit because construction costs are coming down but um I can't remember. Well, I have some tentative numbers, Tony, but I don't want to misquote it. But I heard something twenty-five million or something. Yeah, yeah something like that. Like that. Um, just a lot of moving parts, and and schools, unfortunately, right now are coming in way above bid. Um, so everything's coming in way above bid. Well, we hope we get to that time, but again, restricted funds um, that that's doing the athletic project. I think that's so important uh, to emphasize to people. In the past, that wasn't allowed. Now it is, so it's not the funds, Tony, Derek, that we can buy a textbook or give a raise with. Or right, and you need like to be, that. yeah, we've got to point that out. I can never out. emphasize that enough. It's restricted funds. Same thing when we build the middle school. It, it will be out of restricted pot of funds, and, and you, don't, you don't mess those. You can't take one out of the other and transfer it. You can't do a transfer out of restricted funds of construction and put it in the general fund and and you know, pay electric bill. It, it, it can't happen. Um, Years ago, the Russell <coughs> County Board of Education, uh, they approved something. I think it was the third nickel tax. The third nickel, yep. Explain com- what the third nickel tax is. Yep. And this and this was done 25 years ago. I give plus. credit to um, uh, Mr. Pearson, the board at that time. Clifford um, Wilson, I yep, believe. He was, was the chair, probably. Board that chair, time. I believe. Because yep. that was done two superintendents um, before me. So every every district has has one nickel tax uh, on your on your assessed property value. And then you can I mean some counties have five. I think nobody has more than five, but there's a handful that has five. And so we have three. And at one point back years ago, the legislature um if if I were to do a, a nickel tax right now, propose a nickel tax and and go through that, then it's subject to recall. And that just happened in Roe County. They they didn't get their nickel tax. They lost it on a petition drive and, and went to a vote. So their board passed a nickel tax. It was subject to recall. They got enough petitions to put it on the ballot, and the community um, voted it down. They've got some major growing issues in LaRue County, don't they? They do, and they've got some major facility issues. And oh. I can appreciate Superintendent oh, Raleigh yeah. saying, guys, um, we've got to do something. And, and unless you have the, the means to do that, you can't. With a new Ford plant coming in in Hardin County? There's going to be some growth. There, there's going to be a lot of growth yeah. there, but, yeah. but go ahead. Well, and so um, – at, at some points, the legislature have done some. Um, the more a community helps themselves, the more the state says, "We'll help you too." 
So they help equalize what's referred to as equalized nickels. And the legislature, the past few years, have put in additional dollars if additional nickels. So they kind of say, if you're invested in your community, we're going to help you. And so our bonding agent, we work with Ross Sinclair, does a great job of saying, here, here is your current bonding capacity. This is what the state's going to equalize and give you additional funds. And, and, um, and we're just really blessed in the, in the district. And again, I give credit to Mr. Pierce and, and um, uh, former board members years ago um, that helped make those uh, things possible. Actually, I'll mention briefly, um, at, at this year's talking about taxes and nickels and things. Actually, I'm proposing that we, we too, like the fiscal court did too, um, we're going to be reducing, or, or I'm going to propose that we reduce our property taxes because property valuations have went up so much in Russell County um, we're looking at from 52.2 is what it's been for years is what we've kept it at, but probably uh, I'm going to propose it'd be 51.1. Um, so drop it a little bit. We drop it a little bit. Yep. Yep. Because you don't hear that very often. No. Yeah, but property valuations have went up so much in Russell County, it's positioned well to do that. Michael, you and, and a lot of people understand, before you build anything on the, at the schools, you've got to get the state involved, and they give you the... Oh, it's... They, they give you the green light, don't they? It is multiple levels of, um, I hate to say it like this, but it's multiple levels of bureaucracy. House right. Bill 678 has streamed, uh, streamlined some of that for two years. Right. They said, you know, for two years, we're going to open up a door and make it a little bit more flexible. Yeah. Uh, did I, real quickly, did I ever tell you the story about Marshall Dixon? Marshall Dixon, former, you know, Marshall Dixon was county judge, county clerk, superintendent. Uh, now you're saying that, I think, I think you did have, I, tell you that I can't story? remember it right Marshall off Marshall Dixon, and this is a true story, uh, he was superintendent of uh, Hart County Schools, and this I think was back in the 1960s, maybe early 70s, I'm not sure at the exact time, a lot of teachers, and you had a lot of turmoil with uh, school board wars back then and superintendents, you know, at that, that era. Marshall Dixon was the superintendent at Hart County, and those people that remember Marshall Dixon, you know, he was a little headstrong, very smart man. Uh, he went over to Hart County, and he went to Frankfurt uh, one day, and he said, uh, I need to come up here and talk to you all about the, the Hart County High School. And they said, well, you need to do this and this and this and this. And uh, he said, you don't understand. He said, we're already building it. They said, what do you mean? He said, they're laying the block on it today. And they said, well, who gave you the permission? He said, the Board of Education did. We voted for it, we bonded it, and we're building it right now. I could, somebody said I need it. And Marshall Dixon knew what he was doing. And before he left Frankfurt that day, they had him an emergency uh, grant or whatever. Uh, they, they rushed him to the front of the line and gave them him what he needed. Permission to move They forward? gave him permission to do what he'd already started. Uh, he knew he would just go ahead and start it, but they said, uh, who, who gave you permission to do that? He said, the Board of Education in Hart County voted for it. They said, how'd you fund it? They said they voted to sell bonds, and we're doing it. He knew how to do all of those things. Yeah. He didn't ask anybody until he already started it. Then he went to Frankfurt, and they said, okay, well, let's, let's rush you in and give you this emergency and give you this emergency permission. He said, well, thank you. I'll take that back, and we're finishing our project. Well, in this day and time, I would not operate like that, uh, Tony. That would work. Then, you might but, go to jail. For uh, uh, I, I'll I tell know. you, it's a, like we're renovating the middle uh, Russell Springs Elementary School out of the stimulus fund, their HVAC, because that's allowable expense because it's quality of air. About one point one million dollar project, um, but that that goes to the state first. Our yeah. board approves it and says this is what we want to do. Right. And then it goes there. It's almost like those certificate of needs they used to do, like with the hospital. You know, sure. before you yep. got a hospital, you had to have a certificate of need, which yep. was hard to get. Yep. And I remember. But, but that's a that's a good comparison because our schools are ranked, mm -hmm. and, and we have to do a, um, a a survey of them with our architects, and so the legislature actually knows the conditions 
of every district, every schools through this program that we have through Amoresco, and I won't get into all that. But um, so they know on the classification system of schools, and every year, bless the uh, every usually on the budget cycle, they will designate some additional dollars if there's one of those schools that are just it's crumbling. You know, we've we've really got to help this district. It's it's crumbling on a needs assessment. Yep. Well, you're gonna. I think you're gonna see that uh, in Eastern Kentucky. Oh, absolutely, and bless because, their hearts. You, you know, know. Uh, uh, Perry County and and Jonathan, and I've talked some. The superintendent there, he and I started the same year. We're in the same superintendent cohort. Um, um, I've reached out to those superintendents and, and, you know, even to the point that where we have some cafeteria tables, we're going to surplus, but, um, you can give stuff to school districts. And I said, I know you don't want them right now, but if, if you think you might, um, we'll reject the bids on them, you know, that type of stuff, you know, what can we do to help you computers, whatever, but yeah, let's all continue to remember them. Cause it's not, it's not something that they're going to be, you know, this fall, it's going to be over. Yep. Not at all. Not at all. Students still going to get their Chromebooks. Yes. So you're still going to utilize those, yeah. and that, that's great. For We're not taking and, them. Um, I'll just be honest. Um, it's been students have been really hard on Chromebooks, and mm-hmm. we had we talked last week at the principal meeting um, when the stimulus money's gone, which we can use that for the um, the sustainability of every student have a device. That's a that's a huge cost. I mean, it just is. So until we get closer to winter time and snowy weather. And those types of things, unless a student, you know, needs it for an assignment or something, they're not going to be packed home um, back and forth every day. Uh, they're going to stay at school um, and because that just helps in the wear and tear in kids. And, of course, you have to, you know, be cost efficient with Chromebook. You know, they're... They're they're great to have, but you know they're not they're not the most durable device. Derek, out when there. we first started, Chris Bell can tell you the screen was like twenty five thirty dollars, and now they they have run a hundred bucks every time we have to oh, replace yeah. a screen. And our tech crews do it. We don't mm-hmm. send them off, bless right. their hearts, but they um, they do it. You all keep looking at your watches. No, just, just make sure, sure we we have a habit running over. Yeah. Uh, School meals, school lunches, still free, still free yes. this year. And, and um, this is really, really good. And thank you for bringing that up because the, through COVID, our students have been going, instead of going to the cafeteria or gym, gymnasium and things, they've been going right to the classroom and they've been having breakfast in the classroom, right? Yeah. So that actually limits our cafeteria staff on what you can serve. Obviously, you're not going to bring gravy and eggs to the classroom in the mornings. So we're, we're changing that back up now too. So if our, um, if it, biscuit and gravy's on the menu, uh, kids are going to get to have biscuit and gravy and those warm uh, breakfast and instead of a lot of the things that we were kind of hampered with on serving that, serving that breakfast in the in the classroom. Okay. So really, I, I appreciate you bringing that up and appreciate our food service staff. And, and you know, they want to do that and, um, and we're positioned well. We talked about COVID and positioned well to, to go back to that more traditional kids can go to the cafeteria. And um, I encourage parents to do that drop off or um, or on the bus. Obviously, you, um, if a, if a kid gets dropped off at 7:25, school starts at 7:30, and we've had biscuit and gravy that day, we're going to get them something to eat. But it might not be biscuit and gravy because school's getting ready to start. But kids are never turned away for for food. Yeah. So will, will they still have that option of breakfast in the room? No, you'll eat so in the cafeteria, cafeteria and then go back, back to the yeah, okay. yeah, like gotcha. like it was pre-COVID, okay. and um, you know, um, and then you you'll get to go through that line and do that. Yeah. That grab it. Yeah, you come to the door and grab a the biscuit and pop tarts and juice and things like that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tonight the back to school bash. We'll Absolutely. Touch on that before, yeah. Uh, yeah. before we get out. And you know here. that's really something um, that our community that had reached out to the family resource centers and they said, hey, we kind of we really miss that. Um, 
back to school bash. Can we, you know, COVID's better now. Can we get that get back going now? And our churches in this area, uh, in this community, and, and our business and industry, and so many civic groups said, can we do that? So, um, um, some Family Resource Center asked me, and I said, you know, absolutely. So that's tonight at the fairgrounds from five to seven. Um, a lot of a lot of things to give away. Of course, the district's providing free school supplies, but there'll be also uh, a lot of school supplies given out there, and just a, a litany of things. A lot of informational booths, um, a lot of food, and as well as supplies less. Um, and and so I really encourage folks to come out, and it's always a good time there. Be good weather, like you said earlier, too, oh, Tony. Perfect weather yes, for tonight. Yes. I think and, tonight uh, from seven to nine at the city pool russell springs is gonna the free swim open that yep. up as well yep. for yep. Students, so, so we appreciate that a lot of good things like that nothing like going back to school i'll tell you i i always loved school and yeah. uh we always loved uh school food i you know you hear uh, kids get i think it's just in complaint mode but uh I, I just give hats off to those teachers derek we got to high school at, at no later than six forty-five when i was in high school because we we went to eat breakfast my cousins would all be in there me and my brother somebody get there at six thirty. gave us a long <laughs> breakfast we got to talk and uh we had a good time it's good social time sometimes bus drivers would come in and uh, we we loved it we had the best the yeah. best cooks uh biscuit and gravy all the time yeah yeah can't beat biscuit and gravy <laughs> good stuff good stuff Anything else, uh, Michael, you want to add about this school year? No, just, uh, you know, I mentioned that dismissal time. Um, yeah, you know, we'll say that again. Yeah. Um, Remind Parents, them. guardians, please do not come on campus. Uh, well, you will not be allowed to come on campus um, for 15 minutes prior to dismissal time. Um, and just be really, really cognizant and help us all on the um, on the highways leading up to our schools because we can't have folks lined up on 127. That's a safety issue. Or... Know? Or Boat Dock Road, you know, that's yeah, terrible. Seventy six at Salem, yeah. one twenty seven right here in Jamestown. It's not going to happen, and you know, just by default, law enforcement won't allow it to happen. They're the not. kids not ride the bus like they used to. No, they they not as much, especially during. And I get it. Um, we saw an additional decrease the past couple of years with COVID, and I get that. Mm-hmm. I, I can understand, and appreciate that. Um, but no, um, the numbers are not as um, not as as good on transportation as what we would like it to be. Yeah. That would help a lot of congestion. Yeah. Lastly, Michael, I know there's uh, been some changes in some administration yeah, in some yeah, of the schools. Yeah. Uh, just off the top of your head, if you want to talk about that. Or sure. Really that. appreciate the board um, allocating the individual assistant principal for Jamestown and um, um, Salem. Wish Mr. Scotty Weston the very best. Um, he, he's getting ready to retire. Uh, but Megan Phelps is a full-time assistant principal at Jamestown and uh, Faith Womack at Salem Elementary School. Um, Miss Jessica Holt is now our food service director. She was assistant principal at the Russell County Middle School, and now she um, her replacement was Mr. Travis Miller, and so we really look forward to that position. And, um, of course, Miss um, Miss Renee Gossage retired at Russell Springs Elementary School, and Mr. Kevin Reynolds is a, a principal there. So we're really excited and ready to yeah, – yep. Very key positions there Absolutely. that you've got uh, some fine yeah. folks in now. And we had a, a district PD uh, on, on this past Monday with John O'Connor, just a renowned educational expert and, and leader, and he met with all of our faculty, um, our, our teachers and principal administration uh, for the entire day, and it was a great day. You know, bus drivers have had their training. Custodians are actually in training right now, but everybody's probably feeling like they're trained out, um, but we've got a lot of stuff we have to cover, and then just a lot of things, just kind of just good teaching practices and other, but we um, – you know, uh, like open houses and and everything. People think, well, school starts August seventeenth, and like I, I've noted before, um, it actually officially starts on July one. 
um, but the preparation that goes into that, Derek and Tony, is just monumental, and um, it's, a, it's a lot of moving parts and a lot of hard work by our faculty, staff, administration that makes that happen. It doesn't, you know, we don't go to bed on August the 16th and wake up and school is ready to start. It happens a long time before that. Any changes to the school calendar? Any big changes there? No, um, you know, not nothing significant. We will, but we do have the general election um, in November that we'll be out for. Um, I know eventually, um, except for presidential election, is the only time a school district has to be out um, unless it's used for polling places. But now, and I've talked to um, um, County Clerk um, Glover uh, about this and, and hoping that um, um, our churches have a lot of life centers and, and avenues. It would provide additional flexibility in our calendar um, if we could work with the um, You would like people. to keep school open, and if they could have on voting somewhere days. else and, and yes, have school because, on election day that and gives, save that day. That gives us two days of additional flexibility. Right. And that doesn't sound like a lot, but it does when you're working on a school calendar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, But I appreciate, um, uh, you know, I've talked to even some pastors and stuff, and I know they would open up, and, and we have a lot of nice facilities. That's worked well at Freedom, I think. But um, mm-hmm. Um, I know polling places have seemed to maybe be an issue, um, and we I don't certainly don't want to do anything to hinder that. Um, but um, I'd be happy to have those conversations and, and work on that. But no, but uh, calendar's essentially the same. Yep. 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 Okay. Sounds good. Ready to get back to school. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I appreciate you all. Appreciate WGRS, big big Russell County School supporters, and um, um, we're going to have a good school year. And I'll just give a shout out to our community our businesses and industry and our, and our parents and guardians you know um, the chamber of commerce worked and they got a lot of um, uh, donations for our, our teachers that were given away on august the 8th during that pd and and people just kind of showed up and showed out for that and i, I really appreciate the support we have um and, and and that's another thing that does not happen in a lot of districts and, and we're blessed with that one of the most important jobs we have in our society is the education of our children. Amen. We don't we don't sometimes put enough emphasis on that. Uh, doctors and lawyers seem to get a lot of glory. Yep. Teachers, you know, in other countries, teachers are number everyone one. Everyone started with, with that teacher. a teacher. That's, That's right. right. So That's if you right. see a teacher, yep. thank them. Wish and they're them the best so of special life. because Vicky Blakey came to the office with one of my former teachers um, to to the office this week and had a had a a pencil with a little note on it, you know, praying for a successful school year. And, um, you know, one of my I'm teachers, superintendent Vicky now, Blake. but now that was so special to see one of my former teachers. And right. Debbie Flanagan and the Quilt uh, Makers Guild had donated a quilt to the teachers for the PD Day. And she was my kindergarten teacher, and she brought that by. And it's always something special to see your former teachers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. A, a lasting impact. That's right. Sure that's right. Thank you, Michael. Thank always you all. Always good to talk Appreciate to you. You too. Uh, you too. That's going to wrap it up. Derek, anything last second here? I don't think so. Just uh, – just ready to get the school year going off right and got football next week uh, here at home. Ready for that as well, Tony. Yeah, we are. So uh, until next week, Jeff Hoover uh, will be back with us uh, for Derek Aaron, our guest, uh, Michael Ford, Superintendent of Schools. I'm Tony Kerr. You're listening to All Things Russell on Laker Country 1049 WJRS. Have a great Friday and a good weekend, everyone.